The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me is my good pal, partner in crime, Mr. Jason Kupsik. What's going on, my good friend? Well, I was worried that tonight was going to be a shit show, but I'm actually not feeling too bad, so... Yeah. Yeah. You got, uh, you got, so, some, yeah, new they, pain, you got some new pain meds flowing through your body i got a, a pain med and a muscle relaxant that's like Ooh. 800 milligrams of muscle relaxant and um just out of curiosity um like are you are you mixing that with some alcohol <laughs> no i'm not drinking tonight unfortunately uh, i'm just i don't want to die yeah it's probably the first a good night idea. that i start taking the meds yeah it's probably for the best Probably for the best. Oh, my goodness. Well, we'll see how it goes for the show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I got to tell you, buddy, there is some... Uh, God, I don't know, man. Like, There's a lot of things going on right now, okay? Like, a lot of shit is going on. And I'm working on this idea for a new documentary film, you know? Oh, yeah? Yes, and it's something that I've been passionate about ever since I was probably 16, 17 years old. And it's now finally like the the wheels are in motion, so to speak, uh, for me to turn this into like an actual documentary film. Um, I got to tell you, though, brother, like I have been diving in pretty fucking deep with this and I'm. I don't I don't even know what I am right now. Overwhelmed maybe is a fucking good word to use. I don't know. I don't know. I just know that I'm in pretty fucking deep right now. And I really want this to work. I really want it to happen. And it has like nothing to do with the paranormal, but it is one of the creepiest fucking stories ever. <laughs> if that makes is this any the, sense. Is this the thing we talked about not too long ago? Probably. Probably. It's just fucking weird to me. So, a lot more information on that to come. I wanna, I wanna try to lock down some pretty serious interviews with a lot of serious people. Um, and when I okay, when I say serious people, I don't mean like high-ranking government officials or anything like that. I just mean like very no, no. I'm talking like A and B list celebrities. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking like Danny DeVito, Jim Carrey, people like that, that, that would, I would have to have them in this film as a part of this film. They would have to be a part of it in order for it to, to work in any way, shape or form. It would have to be them. So I don't know. We're going to see what happens. That's all I can, that's all I can say, I guess, but motherfucker. There's some. I'm pretty sure this is what you talked about. I won't. Obviously, I won't yeah, mention I mean, what it is. But you were super excited about it then. I am super excited. I'm still excited about it. It's just you were like, ready to hit the road. That I very was. Minute. I was. Man, I still am. Kind of. You know. But damn it. So I want you guys to. Uh, I want you guys to hear something. This is like. I mean, this literally just came out. A matter of hours. Breaking ago. news. This, Cue the music. This is breaking news for the most part, and I'm gonna have to turn this up a little bit, and hopefully you guys can hear it. I'm only gonna play a few minutes of it, you know. But interesting stuff going on right now in uh, in Turkey, literally as we're recording this. Um, let's see. Hopefully you guys can hear. What is up, guys? Tyler here with Secure Team. 
Uh, we have uh, another update to the story that we covered earlier. We posted a video following this purported UFO uh, attack or invasion happening in Turkey, or, well, happened earlier, where we had a fleet of these, well, unknown lights that were appearing in multiple cities across the country of Turkey, causing mass panic for a lot of people. And it looks like we were the first to break the story, at least on YouTube, that is. Now, of course, there were hundreds of tweets uh, on Twitter, which was originally what had gotten my attention after about 50 or so people messaged me on Twitter and said, hey, there's a hashtag going around entitled UFO attack to Turkey. Now, a lot of people have said, why does it say UFO attack? There's no proof or evidence that there's been an attack. Um, and you know what? The hashtag really doesn't make any grammatical sense. Um, what I'm thinking is that, obviously, I didn't create this hashtag. The hashtag was created from someone in Turkey, likely someone with broken English, someone who doesn't know English very well, uh, and simply did the best he could. Um, likely, he meant UFO invasion, UFO wave, you know, or meant that this was a major event and uh, attack was the word that he chose. But that's not what we're going to talk about. That's not what is at issue. Um, what is at issue? And since we posted the last video, is that, well, immediately after we posted the first video talking about this, there was an immediate, and I do mean immediate, wave of suppression on Twitter, where in which most of the tweets that I featured and the pictures of these lights vanished from Twitter. This hashtag, UFO attack to Turkey or UFO attack of Turkey, was the number one trending hashtag worldwide on Twitter. The number one trending worldwide. And within 10 minutes of posting my video, I was receiving messages from people who said, we can't even find it on the trending list, it's not even in the top 20. And then I got other messages from people saying, well, I can't even find half of these tweets or these pictures that you just showed in your video. And sure enough, when I went to check, half of them, if not most of them, were nowhere to be found. And this is exactly what I've been talking about all along. This is censorship. This is government suppression of the truth. Something is going on here. I don't know what it is. I'm not going to pretend to know what it is, but something is going on. That is for sure. Now, of course, we have millions of different theories from a million different people. Some are saying it's drones. Others saying it's some sort of secretive military operation or exercise. Others are saying that these are holograms, Project Bluebeam testing, uh, gearing up and preparing us for this fake alien invasion. Others have said this is a downright hoax. Oh. Crazy stuff, right? Are you there? Bro? Yeah, it's yeah, it's crazy. What he's saying is, is all this information that he's been putting out there regarding that it's it's being suppressed by uh, and taken away, covered up, so to speak, from uh, the overall powers that be. You know, interesting. Yeah. However, it, we do know that now, as even as we're speaking right now, pal, um, apparently somewhere in Texas, there's very similar anomalies in the sky going on right now, uh, very similar to what they were seeing in Turkey. Um, it's fucked. Like, I don't know exactly what is going on. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. What do you think? Okay, so if they were going to say attack our planet, I don't see why they would show up in Turkey first. For one thing, right? Sure. Um, another thing is, so I have a story here about Russia. And it doesn't have anything to do with paranormal, but it has to do with Russia because we've talked about them a bit lately. Turkey would be a staging ground for either side yeah. in a war. Yes. 
because it's centrally located. Right. So it could be either side doing something to prevent something. Who knows? Sure, Another man. thing is, is if it is, if it, let's just say it is aliens. Okay. If, and let's say all the, uh, spiritual, I can't even <laughs> say that word right now. Spiritualistic. The, um, yeah. All the, like the spiritualists. I don't know. For the lack of better description, the hippy dippy alien people that say they're just here to spread peace and love and stop war. Maybe they're going there because they foresee a war coming. Yeah. And that would be centrally located where this in between the two major powers that would be a war. That makes sense. So I haven't seen it. I'll have to look and see what these are. Yeah. Though It definitely could be some kind of drone activity. We know that even um, the United Nations and and other people are like staging things. Yes, preparing. Because the story I have today about Russia is that they just reactivated their nuclear train program. Really? Uh huh. I had and, not uh, heard that. So yeah, I mean. If something, if another war were to happen, no matter where it starts, even if it starts in the Middle East, which is most likely, the Middle East is backed by either side. So sure, uh, that are fighting each other. When really the the powers that be that would be fighting is the United States and the West versus the East. Naturally. So I don't know, man. It's cool. I don't know what to think about Texas. Initial thought that just popped into my head yeah that somebody saw a light in the sky in texas that probably didn't have anything to do with anything and just saw well oh my god i need to report it yeah it was well there was pictures as well from texas and it it looks very similar um again a very uh, a very similar triangular um yeah all the cubans celebrating (laughs) something just floated over into texas yeah there you go there you go it's, I don't it's know. very we'll weird. We'll have to see, but obviously, I doubt it's an attack, or there would be some kind of damage. They wouldn't be able to keep it hidden. Yeah, I think attack is the wrong word to use there. Yeah, you know, and but it, it invasion invasion technically on paper, sure, but even the word invasion would suggest to me that uh, more action was being done than just fucking hovering around it, in the sky. Yeah, you know, I don't. I, I. It's fucking weird, though. If they traveled here, and they weren't worried about, I don't. I don't know. Maybe there's some sort of resource there in Turkey that they're going after. I mean, who, yeah. who knows? But maybe. But fuck, I don't know, dude. I, without seeing this, the pictures and stuff, and uh, without seeing the stories. Yeah, them going to Turkey first is raises questions. Sure, it's just very I mean, odd. I mean, and we're talking, area. but I mean, we're talking thousands and thousands of people that are witnessing these anomalies all across the country of Turkey, all across, and that's why it was getting so much attention on like Twitter. Um, and Facebook like that, um, and and that's why it was trending. You know, it was number one uh, as far as like the hashtags and shit like that go. Um, very interesting. But then, like the guy was saying, is suddenly he noticed these tweets um, were just starting to disappear. They were just starting to to go away as if what they was never the even hashtag were there. Um, it was hashtag attack two. As in T-O, Turkey, I believe is something like that. It was something similar to that. Only one tweet with that hashtag. Yeah. And yeah, there are lights in the sky. Did you Do you see a picture of any of it? I see one picture. It's the only yeah. tweet. And they're just four dots in the sky that are definitely not stars. Because sure. he's in the city and... You, it's nighttime. You can't see the stars, but sure. 
So it must not be that that exact hashtag. Yeah, it might not attack be. Attack on. Oh, an attack, by Bo? the way. Attack was spelled with only the C, not the K. Like like he was suggesting so it, was it was. UFO attack on Turkey? That might be it, yeah. UFO attack without that C, or excuse me, without the K. And then T O Turkey. Okay, it is with the K, though. Oh, it is? Okay. Well, I mean, it was just very interesting. Ones are out there now. Sure. This one's. All of these posts that I'm seeing are just like memes and pictures of fake aliens. Oh, fuck. Here we go. So, I don't know. (laughs) Here's a light in the sky. I mean. This was a series of lights. Um. Like, definitely in formation. Um, and then the exact same type of things were seen then all across that country. And then, again, very similar things uh, being shown across the state of Texas. Um, I don't know, man. Like, it's, it's almost... It's frightening, you know, at the same time. Now, if it were happening all across Turkey, if it was happening all over Texas and other parts of the United States and other parts of the world, then, yeah, I would be flipping shit right now. And you and I would be having a much different conversation. (laughs) I think that um, my personal opinion without knowing or looking into it more is it's probably some military activity. It very well could be. Very well could be. Ugh. Crazy stuff, buddy. Crazy, crazy stuff. You want to hear another crazy thing? I would love to hear that. Chinese astronaut hears, and I don't know why they put it this way. Maybe it's a translation thing. Chinese astronaut hears non-casual knock in space. A non-casual knock. Yeah, so just bear bear with the story here for a minute. Sure. We'll get into it. where they're going with this. Okay. Uh, Chinese astronaut Yang Liwei said that he had heard a mysterious knock during his flight in space, China's Central Television reported. Yang, born June 1965 in northeastern uh, Liaoning province in China, or is China's first astronaut and now a major general. On October 16, 2003, he stepped out of his re-entry module. After a 21-hour flight in space, making him the 241st human worldwide to visit outer space. So it was in 2003 when he was up there. Okay. When he recalled his experience in space during a recent interview, he said, a non-casual situation I have met in space is a knock that appears from time to time. I think by non-casual, they mean something out of the ordinary. Yeah, that makes sense. That would be my guess. Yeah. He, he explained that the, the sound suddenly appeared without any rhyme or reason. It neither came from outside nor inside the spaceship. That's the point, part I want to focus on but sounded like someone is knocking the body of the spaceship just as knocking an iron bucket with a wooden hammer. Oh. Yang said he was very nervous when he heard the sound and moved close to the porthole to try and find out the cause. However, nothing out of the ordinary period, both inside and outside. After returning to Earth, he told technicians about the mysterious sound and tried to imitate it with some instruments so as to solve the mystery. But Yang said he never heard the exact sound again. The sound has also been heard by Zinshu 6 and Zinshu 7 astronauts. Yang said, Before entering space, I would have told him that the sound was a normal phenomenon, so there is no need to worry. See, they don't give an explanation. Right. Right. It sounds like, to me, my interpretation of reading this that it was the sound was in space not on the body of the spaceship that's interesting like it was just echoing and then these two people the other Chinese science people heard it as well when they went up later these right. other two spacecraft damn 
So there's something out there making a knocking noise. Or maybe there was just yeah, an alien coming up and knocking, trying to get in. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> or a Russian guy wanted to buy an amp from them. That's a commercial. <laughs> yeah, like that's a commercial. Oh, it is. It is actually a commercial, but I know you don't have cable. I so. don't. I don't have like the TV, man. I don't at all. Um. <sighs> so yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I mean, obviously there could be a knocking sound in, uh, from the machinery of the spaceship. Yeah. Yeah. But you think be, they'd but... be able to tell what it? could be because that's what I mean, that's their fucking job so worried about the but that's their job blowing up exactly but their job is to know to that equipment away. inside out upwards downwards backwards and front i mean they they know that shit the fact the reason i think that it might have been something that in space even though sound doesn't isn't supposed to travel in space right is he couldn't it didn't sound like it was coming from anywhere. He's it, it more sound like it was everywhere. It was just all around. Yeah. Wow. It's weird. Maybe they were staging for this turkey attack. It could be. I will say this, man. If you're up in space and some weird shit starts happening, you would suddenly, I think, become very much aware of the fact that you're fucked. Like, yeah, you are absolutely. totally I mean, alone. There's <laughs> a reason why when the astronauts first went up, and I don't know if they still do it today, but I wouldn't be surprised. They would bring cyanide caplets with them, and they would carry a firearm yeah. in case anything happened. Just in case. Yeah. Just in case. And then when they got back, and I'm sure they still do that, they put them in quarantine for a long-ass time to make sure they're not bringing back any space viruses or whatever. Space gunk. Space gunk. All up in you. My goodness. What a fucked up week, dude. Well, yeah, here's another fucked up story that I mentioned earlier. Russia revives the nuke train. This comes from the independent and coast to coast. Like I mentioned before, it doesn't have anything to do with paranormal, but it has to do with the <clears throat> end of the world stories we've had. Yeah. Taking an old school approach to modern warfare, the Russian military has developed a train that is designed to launch nuclear missiles. Dubbed the Burguzin, the project is a throwback to a similar weapons delivery system created by the Soviet Union during the Cold War when they had 12 such new trains at their disposal. In an indication of growing geopolitical tensions, the Russian military decided last year to revive the missile launching system after it had been scrapped about a decade ago. According to Russian military tests, or Russian military tests of the Bergen capability were submission, I can't talk tonight, were sufficient <laughs> enough to advance the project with the goal of adding the new nuke trains to the country's arsenal by the end of the decade. It is believed that the Berguzin <clears throat> will be capable of carrying up to six nuclear missiles that are equipped with four warheads each. The decision to bring back the nuke train no doubt raises concerns in Eastern European countries who may find themselves targeted or threatened by the system. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, the whole idea behind these new trains is, and I'm sure you can guess, it's mobile. It can't yeah. be targeted as well. Sure. So if we go to war, they're not as, they're not a target of our missiles. Well, they could be, but they, they don't. They're harder to track. Right. And that makes sense. But this just goes to show that how everything is amping up over there. And possible reason why there would be military activity in the region. I mean, Turkey's not that far, and it's definitely in that area. Sure. Which is very interesting. I do want a nuke train, though. You just want one? You you remember Goldeneye? Isn't it Goldeneye? (laughs) I don't know. Von Goldeneye, where he's in the train at the end? Yeah. It might be Goldeneye. It is Goldeneye. It is, isn't it? No... Yeah, because it's in the GoldenEye game. You're right. That armored train. (laughs) Was that like... I want one of those. Was that like Nintendo 64 reference right there, pal? Yeah, it was. Fuck yeah, it was. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my goodness. With Boris. Boris. God, what a great game. I know. I gotta tell you one thing. I uh, have officially been geeking out, like beyond belief geeking out, on uh, Sid Meier's Civilization Beyond Earth. That's what I've been uh, geeking out on lately. And I just have it on PC. It's so That's a game? Oh, fuck yeah, it's a game. It's so good. Oh, I haven't, other than the game I played on Twitch the other day. So have you, I want to mention to our followers, oh, and our yeah. listeners, and our Twitch streamers, that I'm going to start playing computer games until I get the system set up to play the yep. PS3. Or I'm going to get a PS4 soon, I think. But I've... I decided to just play some old school games. Like I had, I played Deer Avenger and <laughs> Deer Avenger Four. Yeah, Have you ever played that game or heard of it? No, just uh, just uh, what you had on there. So what it is is there was a an old school. I'm sure it was an arcade game at one point, but for me, it was an old school computer game in the '90s called Deer Hunter. Yes, where you just went around and hunted deer, and the the. Uh, this is a mockery of that where you play the deer, you play Bambo and you go and you hunt rednecks <laughs> and it's fun and yeah Bambo. I played it for a few hours the other day and a few, a few different people watched and oh, that's cool man but I got other games like I have uh, old school Command and Conquer games and some other games and stuff too that I'm just going to start playing on Twitch Damn. on the ectoplasm feed from time to time that's really cool though I uh I ran across a story. It was this picture of a guy surfing. And apparently in the wave you see a... uh, What they're suggesting is a megalodon. Oh, this is... Okay. Um, Did you see this too? Text me text me the picture. Um, I'm going to have to... Okay, I'm going to have to like... Hold it up to your screen. I'm going to have to... Oh, I could do that, couldn't I? Here, let me see here. Yeah. Can you see that? Kind of. That looks so fake. It does. It's weird, but it's like the it's shark the itself is. It was, the shark is like in the wave. Now there is another plug. picture that they are suggesting. There's like two apparently, but yeah, two oh, yeah, photos. Two. two photos suggest that a monster shark weighing up to fifty tons uh, may still be roaming the ocean. Are these photos real? Regarded as one of the largest and most powerful predators in vertebrate history, C. Megalodon probably had a profound impact on the structure of marine communities. Um, but yeah, we're talking 59 feet in length here. Uh, just ridiculous. Does it have the other picture on no, there? No, it does not. But there is a, uh, a YouTube video that we have here. But yeah, I mean, they make a good point here. Um, the fact is, they say that the ocean is still is a quite a good place to hide uh, when you consider that ninety five percent of it still remains unexplored. <laughs> like, yeah, um, new creatures are being discovered all the time, including some that we believe to have gone extinct millions of years ago. These aren't small creatures that are easily overlooked either. So, in many cases, we're talking about true-to-life giant sea monsters which for a long time were believed just to be myths. I mean, it's pretty interesting. I believe that it's possible that that shark might be out there but I think that that picture is absolutely fake. Oh, that one that I showed you? I would totally agree with that. I'm like, fuck, I could do that in Photoshop. Give me ten minutes. You know what I mean? Uh, People Uh, have made other ones in the past too of surfers on a wave with the shark in the background. I just don't see it happening that way. Yeah, even though it, the picture definitely looks fake, it doesn't look like you're looking through actually through the water at the bit or the shark. Just crazy. Um, but yeah, I think it's possible. I mean, they say that we know more about our moon and even Mars. Than I would we totally do about agree. The depths of our own planet. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. We know jack shit nothing about. It's just weird. I don't know. But we don't know uh, as much as we as we should. That's just my opinion, you know. Yeah. 
But it's like, fuck. Like you said, you know, we mo- know more about, uh, you know, our, you know, our atmosphere and uh, planets that surround us and just space in general than we do than what's actually going on here on the planet. So, so you have a dog, don't you? I do have I a mean, dog. I know you do. But I, it's kind of a dog. It's kind of a dog? Yeah, I mean, it's a little shih tzu, so it's like half a dog. Let me ask you, does the dog ever come into the bedroom? Um, usually what happens is at night we will uh, put a baby gate up in the kitchen and the dogs can, the dog can stay in the kitchen and his bed is in there and his food is in there, you you know, but yeah, he has made his way to the bedroom a few times. Flat out. Yeah, hit it. Has the dog ever witnessed any sexual acts? Many times, yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <Yes>. So <laughs> this is not a paranormal headline, but it's, it's from Mysterious Universe. Okay. Your dog remembers what it observes you doing. Yep, probably. <laughs> and it even says they try to imitate it from time to time. What's he So hoping? now you... So What's I'll just hoping? read the story here. Are you one of those people who lets your dog sleep in the bedroom no matter what may be going on? <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> Do you ever wonder if your dog comprehends or remember what it sees? I don't dogs ever are among that. the <laughs> Dogs are among the few species that people consider clever, and yet we are still surprised whenever a study reveals that dogs and their owners may share some mental abilities despite our distant evolutionary relationship. According to a new study in current biology, Claudia Fugaza, an animal behavior research at researcher at Io Vos Loran University in Budapest, used a new technique to determine that dogs have episodic memory just like their humans do. The technique is based on the do as I do trick. Where dogs are trained to perform the same action they see their humans involved. Good luck with that, buddy. (laughs) Bugaza and her team trained 17 dogs with this do-as-I-do method. The dogs first learned to correctly imitate human actions after watching them. Yeah. They were then taught to lie down after watching human actions. Finally, after getting used to lying down, they got the surprise command to do it. Even though they had not no indication or incentive while watching the actions to remember them for future praises or dog treats, the dogs correctly <laughs> remembered and imitated the episode they had seen, no matter what it was. Interesting. The dogs were also tested for length of found that their memory of what they had seen fades over time, usually after an hour. However, just because you have a cat, a bird, or an iguana instead of a dog doesn't mean you're off the hook. They do the same shit? Or for what they may see you doing. From a broad evolutionary perspective, this implies like episodic-like memory is not unique and did not evolve only in primates. So they had these dogs observe people doing stuff yeah. without giving them treats and stuff. Just they would repeat the observation, I'm guessing, once a day. And then after doing that for a while, they would include, they would start including making the dog lie down after it. Yeah. And then they sprung it on them after doing that for months. You do it. And the <laughs> dog would do what you were doing or they were doing. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Miranda says your dog just goes around humping everything now, I'm sure. <laughs> just all the time. <laughs> all the time. My goodness. That's interesting, though. So, yeah, if you, if any of our listeners out there have ever worried about their dog watching you do something and you just think, oh, the dog doesn't know what's going on. He's that just, dog knows. He's just a dog. trying to copy you with his friends. He's just a dog. He doesn't know. He doesn't <laughs> know that it's naughty. Come on. It's just a dog. Well, while we're on the sex subject. All right. <laughs> new headline. Survey says spotting UFOs is good for your sex life. 
I gotta do some more space watching. <laughs> this comes from Mysterious Universe as well. Yeah. Get ready for the number of ufologists to grow dramatically and for MUFON membership to increase beyond its leader's wildest dreams. A new survey in Panama found that 37% of the Panamanians who claim to have seen a UFO report report feeling a desire for sex immediately after the sighting. Damn. 6% of Panamanians claim having seen a UFO out of which 37 claim having felt sexual desire when seeing that UFO. The survey was conducted by Sid Gallup Company, or SID, CID Gallup Company. Sure. A leading polling, they do, you know, our polls, yeah, yeah. even though they were wrong, obviously, this year. <laughs> and Central and South America for El Ciago, the largest <laughs> newspaper in Panama. Why Panama? Apparently, it's a hotbed for UFO sightings. The poll confirmed that about 230,000 of the small country's population of 3.8 million people, that's one in 16, have seen an unidentified flying object. That's interesting. That's where the survey questions and answers get interesting. Okay. A desire for sex was the strongest feeling, according to the survey. Among those who claim having seen a UFO, far above a feeling of terror, only 17%. Really? There is no specific explanation offered by the survey as to the reason. They're horny. 38%, yeah, 38% responded having felt nothing in particular. <laughs> I feel um, movement. But they do find that they were surprised because they didn't prompt the people to say, "Have check this if you feel this or check this if you feel that. 37% just flat out said they, they got horny after seeing a UFO. Nice. <laughs> it says if there are any aliens reading this and planning to hook up on their next visit to Panama, Goodness. other responses may be disappointed. Only 12% of those surveyed would like to meet an alien, right? while 61% man. would not. Fuck that. Of the 37% who said they believe alien ex- aliens exist, 12% believe that they would resemble giant lizards, 11 think they are humanoids, 2% said angels, and a whopping 72% gave up and described them as unimaginable. Unimaginable. What a great word. All right. So yeah, it's, it's saying that there's a good possibility is that it's stressful. Yeah. And that stress raises your hormone levels, which makes you horny. So we better not be out in the woods looking at UFOs and something flies over and you start touching no. my leg. No, because it'll you, be like uh, happen. Like some deliverance shit, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. I tell you what, why don't we uh what's that? Think of that. Think about touching your leg? No, yeah, yeah, that too, but what do you think about apparently I, these people in Panama, huh? That could be th- anywhere. I don't know, dude. Like every time I've ever seen anything like weird in the sky, like getting laid is the last thing on my mind. So you did share that thing on our Facebook page of the African-American guy freaking out because the thing is in the sky. You said you'd be the same way. Shit was the best. He didn't best. seem horny. No, he didn't seem horny at all. He had, Maybe uh, it has to do with um, he had bigger fish to thinking fry. that the world is going to end, so they just want to start doing who's ever next hey, to them. Maybe that's it. Maybe. Who hey. knows? It could be. I tell you what. Why don't we take a quick little break, get a word in from our sponsors. Y'all stick with us. Be right back. Life is a mystery. Confusion is all around us. The truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Maybe it was the ghost of an alien that worked for the government. You know, you remove the alien anal probe out of the story and it probably wasn't this guy's worst Saturday night. Welcome to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. All viewed through skeptical eyes and the blurry lens of a beer bottle. 
Listen to Brent and John make sense of it all each week by subscribing. Find us on iTunes by searching Hysteria 51 or anywhere else fine podcasts are sold. Welcome to Paranormal Warehouse. Paranormal Warehouse is the ultimate social media website for paranormal investigators and researchers. Create a profile, add friends, upload video, audio, and photographic evidence, discuss theories and techniques in the forum, create a group for your team or find a team to join, watch, listen, and comment on evidence uploaded by other users. Join today and support Paranormal Unity. It's free. Visit ParanormalWarehouse.com to join. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're waiting for you. What do you think that um, that's exhale at the end? What do you think Mike was doing when he recorded that? Couldn't tell you. Probably yeah. looking at UFOs. You know what I'm saying? It must be. Yeah. <laughs> Getting a little handsy. Oh, I love that. Love them shits. So here's something that may help you with UFOs, actually, right, with your me. fear, your fear of aliens. Neuroscientists can now erase phobias from your brain. How the fuck would they do that? So this comes from Mysterious Universe as well. I just okay. pulled a lot of stories from them this week. Yeah. Uh, it says, from the usual annual apocalypse Predictions to the mass hysteria caused by sightings of mysterious clowns. There have been a lot to be afraid of in 2016. Not to mention, you know, that other thing that we don't want to talk about anymore. With so much doom and gloom out there, it's natural that these individuals would seek out ways to conquer their fears or perhaps just rid their psyche or psyche of certain phobias or memories altogether. Luckily for them, a team of neuroscientists from the University of Cambridge have developed a method of essentially erasing phobias directly from the brain. This technique can actually recondition the brain's response to traumatic or frightening memories. According to the Cambridge press release, the technique works through a combination of artificial intelligence and brain scanning technology. Researchers use, use powerful AI algorithms to scan neurological activity throughout the entire brain in real time and found that the algorith- algorithms were able to detect when test participants were remembering the fear, either consciously or subconsciously. When we induced a mild fear memory in the brain, we were able to develop a fast and accurate method of reading it by using AI algorithms. Even when the volunteers were simply resting, we could see brief moments when the pattern of fluctuating brain activity had partial features of the specific fear memory, even though the volunteers weren't consciously aware of it. Researchers, quote, tricked patients brains into recalling fearful memories by giving participants a small amount of money each time the memory was was recalled so they were doing the pavlov dog thing sure. uh, cutting edge science folks uh, by turning these fears into a type of reward this technique essentially reprograms the participants brains according to the research so 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 their 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 cure is by giving them money when they have the fear Uh, According to researchers, results published in Nature Human Behavior, researchers were able to alter the brain's reaction to fear conditioning stimuli without explicitly informing participants what exactly they were up to inside their heads. So they didn't tell these people what they were doing. That's, yeah. We show that we can reduce fear towards conditional stimuli by preparing rewards with the activation patterns and visual cortex representing the condition condition stimuli this participant or while participants remain unaware of the content and purpose of the procedure while this method has thus far been hailed as a potential treatment for ptsd and other fear-related trauma the fact that it works on participants whether or not they are aware of it is slightly disconcerting, especially given other recent neuros- or neuroscience developments. Uh, 
Soon, we might all be victims of various forms of subliminal mind control designed to create or remove fears from our psyches. Da, da, da. So, yeah, it's a reward-based system that changes yeah. how your brain reacts to the fear stimulus. So it's like when you're potty training your kid and they go and they make sissy in the potty and you give them a fucking M&M candy. You should you good girl. Just a single M&M? Well, I give her two or three because I'm a jackass. Oh. Hey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I don't know, man. So yeah, I I didn't read that article before I grabbed it. I read the first few the first It's paragraph. interesting. It is, but I thought it was going to be like they zapped you with something to actually erase it. But it's just <laughs> reconditioning. Exactly. Which the government's been doing for a long time. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've been studying that for God knows how long now. Good stuff, though. No, I will not do karaoke. Why not? Tyson. Tyson. You know me. I don't give in to any kind of peer pressure. It's not peer pressure. I won't do what I don't want to do. It's not peer pressure. And I think you want to do it. Deep no, down, no. deep down, uh, I think you want to do it, Koopsick. Just call me Koopsick in the morning. Koopsick. No. Nothing like that? No? Mm-hmm. Just touch I'm my not going to be discovered in a karaoke bar. Koopsick. Hmm. Goodness. Not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> not going to happen. Ah, so uh, I'm gonna pull this guy up here. I'm gonna whip it out. Let me see if I can find the son of a bitch. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the Montauk Project? Didn't we talk about this? We did, huh? Yeah, we did. This Al Balik. Do we talk I about this guy? Probably. Spend two years in the year. Uh, 2749 did we talk about that I don't think we talked about that I think we talked about like the Montauk project but anyway it's it's very odd yeah we talked about the Montauk project but we may have talked about this guy when we did I don't know very very interesting so this Al Balik guy claims that he spent six weeks in the year 2137 and then spent two years in the year 2749, and apparently many of the ve- events, excuse me, that Balak claimed to have experienced there in the future are, it's the same bullshit that's happening right now. Some of the, the name does sound familiar. Some of the events involve the New World Order takeover and climate change. So, if we haven't fixed it by 2749... I'm just going to go out on a limb and say it's probably not going to fucking happen. <laughs> like, but it doesn't yeah. seem very realistic to me to go, quote unquote, that far into the future and really nothing has changed. Does that, does, am I making sense there? Well, he claimed to go into that future. For two years. He, when when did he do that, though? Uh, I mean that won't that shouldn't change the actual future. But right. When did he do that? One man claims that he was able to go into the future and spent two years in the alternate world. Um Wait, wait, why does he call it an alternate world? I see, I don't Not know. That's future. just where that's just it. I don't know. I this makes zero fucking sense to me. Balak states that he jumped off. A USS Eldridge on August 13th, 1943, oh, okay. the same date the Philadelphia Project happened there. He continues by saying then he was being healed from radiation injuries with his brother. The treatments were vibration and light-based. Now, he says in this future, Balak claimed that the majority of Florida was gone and that the panhandle existed because the rest had, uh, was the only thing left of it because the rest had drowned in the waters. The U.S. and Canada were no longer nations due to a collapse in infrastructure. 
central government existed and martial law was established. The population of the world allegedly, according to Balak, had dropped by billions from what he could tell. Government was apparently working with the government. What? The government was apparently working with the government? Okay. Mm. For over half a century in the mid-1900s and the New World Order was taking over until a war ensued. He was then taken to the year 2749 before going back to pick up his brother, then going back to the present. I, I wonder where Doc Brown is in all of this. And he states that in this time, government no longer existed. Cities floated and were capable of moving across the earth. A massive computer was able to communicate telepathically. Society was completely socialistic. Huh. I don't know, dude. Other science fiction. I mean, I don't think any of that stuff's not possible. Thank you. I think this motherfucker has just simply read too much science fiction, too many novels in his time. I'm pretty sure this is the same guy from when we talked about different things. Did we talk about him before? Yeah, because w- this this news story just surfaced. Because I know we talked about like the Montauk Project and all that shit. But I don't know if he's saying anything different because I don't remember all the details. But really. I wouldn't be surprised if he's just trying to keep his fifteen seconds of fame going, but you know, for financial gain. Yeah, could be. But I don't know. I People mean, there's are no fuckers way like that. Know. Yeah. His wording of it is really strange. Right? Of all of this. Well, and we got floating cities and all that shit, but we still can't quite get a grasp on that climate change thing. Can't do it. That's just something taking the fears of today. Exactly. It translating it into the future. Yes. There you go. So, um, I was curious to ask you if you knew specifically how we're going to die this week. Well... <laughs> I do have an end of the world story. Okay. But it's it's hard to find a different way that we're going to die every week. Oh, dude, week, you come know? on now. Yeah, absolutely. But And this is something I've mentioned before in the past, but it's worth bringing up again because it's... Sexy. Well, it, you could say it, it is that, but um, that's worth the talk again about it. So, the he- and it's, it's a recent news story. It is from this week. Cool. Is Pope Francis the last pope before Armageddon? Yep. This comes from the local Fox affiliate in Cleveland. I'm not sure why they were reporting on it, but uh, it's mostly a video, but they got a few details here and we can just talk about um, talk about it. So for centuries, church and prophecy scholars have studied the predictions of a 12th century Irish saint, but most laymen paid no attention until now. St. Malachi was known for accurately predicting events during his own lifetime and for countless miraculous healings, including the son of Scotland's King David in 1140. Wow. But he also reportedly received a heavenly vision, the church calls a personal revelation, that identified the next 112 popes would lead the Catholic Church before the end of time. The list vanished for hundreds of years, and many think it's faked or forged. The church doesn't endorse it and says the Latin phrases are often obscure, but true believers claim the prophecies are 85 to 95% accurate. So that's all they have on the story there. But as far as what I know about Father Malachi yeah. is predictions. So... His predictions are a lot like Nostradamus in that it can be interpreted different ways. They're just very cryptic. But the one thing that is very clear with his predictions is that he predicted the traits of the next 112 popes with with what could be called, it, it really could be called highly accurate descriptions of each pope. Interesting. And he did state that the 112th Pope, which is Pope Francis right now, would be our last Pope. Isn't that interesting? 
So yeah, even if you're going into interpretations or whatever. But you think about this, he man. He stated we this have, was the last pope no so matter now, what. But now two weeks here in a row. Two weeks in a row from two separate uh, sources or whatever the fuck you want to call it. But you have this guy over here saying that the 112th pope will be the last. You have this person over here saying then that the 44th president of the United States will be the last. Mm -hmm. And these are both the current. Yeah, what's going on right now. Exactly. Which is crazy. I mean, we'll know in two months whether yeah, we'll get there. If Trump is oh boy, if, if Trump is actually brought in, then Baba, or whatever her name was, yeah. was wrong. Boba Fett, yeah, Boba Fett. And <laughs> but I bet I I can foresee it right now. I can tell but, you exactly what's going to happen. The people that believe it. in what she has predicted will say, well. They'll have some excuse for why she was wrong and what she really meant. They always have an excuse. Mm-hmm. But this guy, and I actually would like to do a whole show, not maybe not a whole show, but a, a good amount of a show on Father Malachi and his predictions and what actually does line up so that our listeners can hear the predictions. Of I'd be all about because that. Because the, the descriptions... They're not as cryptic as Nostradamus. Nostradamus is very cryptic. It's like you can... It doesn't have anything to do with um, anything, really. It's just uh, as far as Nostradamus is. Right, right. But the the descriptions that Father Malachi gives are descriptions of people. So you can actually look at those descriptions and look at the people and see if they match up. It's a lot easier to do that than... To, for Nostradamus to say, and the east and the sun will rise over here and blow up over the, just <laughs> crap like that. You, you never know. I don't know. If that, right. That's even close to what Nostradamus has said. But yeah, it's close. I do know that um, Father Malachi's descriptions of the popes. I've I've heard a lot of them on different shows, and they are pretty damn accurate yeah. uh, descriptions of each pope. It's pretty cool, though. I like it. No, so, I yeah, think it we should. Say uh, how or why? Yeah. Other than the world will end, how that will happen, they don't say. Damn man. But I mean, if you okay, if you sit back and you look at what's going on in the Middle East, where the Bible says Armageddon will start, yeah. our tensions are growing with Russia, which <laughs> yeah. be kicked in the Middle East. Sure. The Muslim refugee crisis in Europe, which I can definitely admit that they're not all bad. I know that. No, absolutely. One I mean, of the uh, one of the best arguments I've ever seen for this, and it's been mocked by people also, but is a, this guy on stage talking about how he has he has a representation of the Muslim community with 10,000 gumballs in this case. Okay. And the representation of the radical Muslim is 100 gumballs that are poisoned and you mix them in together. Will anybody eat from that thing? So your chances are low of having something happen, but you know that there are poisonous gumballs in there. That's actually... There are a lot of things going on over in Europe that aren't reported here that oh my god um, yes dude that Muslims radical Muslims are doing they have whole areas that they call like Muslim rape zones where these women are don't go anymore because they would just get raped I know that's kind of that sounds inflammatory but it's it may be an exaggeration of certain things but it's definitely true today today we had what was first at first called a mass shooting at the I think it's Ohio State University yeah it turns out the guy is a Muslim refugee from the recent refugee program his name is Muhammad Ali 
He drove into a crowd of people and jumped out and started stabbing people. And he did it in the name of his religion. Right. But that being said, a lot of other predictions state that there will be a Muslim invasion in Europe and that Rome specifically will be taken over and be... The, we had that story last week. Yes, be we the did. new caliphate, the new head of the Muslim state. Yes, we did. We could argue all we want about the motivations of the people coming into Europe, but I don't think anybody could not, can deny that there is a good amount of them that just want to take over and sure. whatever, whatnot. So all of that stuff coming together and these predictions... And I know that everybody throughout human history have had predictions of their time as the end times. But there's a lot of shit going on right now. Every generation has. You and I have talked at length about that, too. Every generation has said that. Every generation has had their own doomsday tales. However, it seems a little different now. And I don't know if that's just because it's our fucking turn to be the crazies or if shit is actually lining up. Because it does seem that way. Right? The thing is, is that the generation that will be right won't be able to... Well, I don't know if they celebrate. <laughs> There's no bragging rights. they won't be able rights. to show anybody that yeah. they were right. There's no bragging rights there. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're all tits up. You're dundee. So, Ugh. yeah. Uh, it's, something's going to happen at some point that's going to be world-changing, whether it's world-ending or not. Yeah, I'm not. I don't necessarily think world ending necessarily, but like you said, something big is definitely on the horizon. It's almost like I don't know, man. It's almost like you can feel that shit brewing. But there's also another thing to say that yeah, every generation has their theories about the end of the world. Of course, but there's also the um, like collective thought making things happen. If a majority of the people around the world think that there's going to be a world-ending or world-changing event. Maybe our, even if, even if it's not like a metaphysical thing, just the thought of that happening could make something happen. And enough people thinking the exact same way and strongly enough can absolutely 100% scientific fact alter your reality it is 100 it, it i swear to you and i've mentioned this before on the show you guys want to see some really crazy shit look into noetic sciences and uh you know even specifically what happened on 9-11 that day random event generators and things like that i mean it, it's the science is amazing outstanding you need to check it out. Noetic science, just look into it. Look into it just a little bit, and you will be blown away because this is absolutely real. This is 100% real, and uh, it's fascinating, absolutely fascinating how just mind state in general, especially with a, a population of people thinking a certain way, feeling a certain way, can absolutely alter your reality. There, I'm done. <laughs> All right. Well, I'd like to thank Pod Bros for letting us join their network. Go check out podbros.com. Absolutely. Thank you very much to our buddies over at Paranormal Warehouse, also. And if you guys feel like uh, getting in touch with us, 913 730 7255 for the Ectoplasm Show, you can call us, text us. Uh, ectoplasmshow at gmail.com we're uh, instagramming and tweeting at ectoplasmshow the ectoplasm show on facebook and ectoplasmshow.com and we also have uh, ectoplasm show on youtube yeah I need to start getting some stuff back up on there I mean it's not like anything disappeared off there I just haven't posted anything in, in a couple weeks so Hell yeah, interesting stuff over there guys so go check the shits out. But anyway, um, what else we got, pal? Rate and review us on iTunes. How about that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm spacing it, too. Like, every fucking week, I'm like, huh? what? 
There's something else I'm supposed to say. God. Go have a big rip. Fuck yes. Go listen to Hysteria 51 and tell tell yeah. them that we sent you and uh yeah, you guys will not be will not be disappointed. So. But yeah, I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week. And we'll talk to you again on Friday morning bright and early. And until then, peace out. 